Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with the other big team, uh, the big spending bust. And that all the and they, those are the Mets. And I'll see if I get my math right. I noticed that I got a little attention because I can't figure out who's out and how to get the 90 with the Atlanta, New York situation from uh, yesterday. But the bottom line is the Mets stink. Lose again last night, two to one. They have not won a series in the month of June. Matter of fact, the last time they won a series is when they swept the Phillies at home. And then they turned around after they swept Philadelphia and they got buried by the Blue Jays right after that. They've been woeful inconsistent. Uh, you know, like all teams, when they pitch a decent ball game, they can't hit. Last night, case in point, when they uh, hit well, they can't pitch. And as many examples of that, the Mets have lost a half a dozen games at least where they've scored six runs or more and have still somehow lost a the game. Their bullpen at times has been a disaster. Adovino gave up a big home run to, um, uh, to uh, Nolan Arenado last week on the ninth inning when the Mets had fought back and tied a game at 7-7. They blew the 6-3 lead. Thursday against uh, Sunday against the Phillies in Philadelphia with uh, walks and hit batsmans and everything else along those lines. They got major issues. They have spent an incredible amount of money on what is really an absolute flop. And the Mets are are, are done. Uh, that's there's nothing else to say. The Mets, they can sit there and they can claim that a winning streak is right around the corner. The Mets can sit there and they can claim that the National League is not that great and we have a chance. The Mets can sit there and they can claim that look at the Phillies from last year who were dead in the water too. A lot earlier, the Phillies, but they were 22-29, and 29, fired Girardi, and then they took off. But the Phillies only won 87 games and they did get to a World Series in a game six as a wild card and the Mets can obviously point to that all they want. Uh, but the bottom line is the Mets just aren't that good. Remember, the Phillies last year were 22 and 29 after 40, well, uh, was that 51 games? And the Mets this year right now, were they 35 and 42 or 43? Right around that number. So the Mets this year have played, uh, you know, essentially 27 more ball games than the Phillies did last year at 22 and 29. And I believe that was the Phillies record. Might be off a game, but I think it was 22 and 29. Mets have played 78 at 35 and 43. So the Mets have played 27 more games than the Phillies did last year, and yet the Mets are going to somehow point to the Phillies as a uh, beacon of light. Hey, they did it. Why can't we? When they played another month of baseball, of uninspiring baseball, Oh, come on, please. Uh, It's a poorly put-together ball club. They got old starters at the top of the rotation who they hoped could carry them in the month of October. They're not going to get to October, so we can forget that. They have a mishmash of an offense, Kana, Marte. They got, you know, Beatty at third base to catching. I mean, they got a mishmash offensive team. They don't have a good DH. I mean, uh, their bullpen got killed by Diaz. But not a lot of good complimentary parts outside of Robertson. And they're a mess. I mean, they're an absolute. And they're going to get booed out of the building. Now, I'll tell you two things going to happen to the Mets. Number one, they're getting booed right now. Fans are frustrated. And then number two, in a couple of weeks, right around football, when camps open up, the Mets are going to go bye-bye. And then it's going to turn to apathy. And when it turns to apathy, that's when owners get nervous. They can deal with, you know, they, they, they can deal with crankiness. They can deal with emotion. They can deal with getting yelled at because that tells them that enough people care. 
when the owner starts to sense that eh, people are yawning at your ineptitude and they're not going to the games and they can care less of what you do, have no interest on your young players, whether you win or lose, that is when they start taking notice. And Mr. Cohen and his uh, and his little buddies, when they find out, you know, once we hit, say, you know, late July, right after the deadline, August 1st, and the Mets are, you know, nine games under 500 with a bunch of older players. This is an old team. I mean, Lindor is old. I mean, the pitchers are old. This is an old... Alonzo isn't, but there's a lot of older players on this Mets team. You know, Marte's not young. Ken is not young. The manager's old. And once they start seeing uh, that this team, and they're going to know it August 1st, and they're thinking about Aaron Rodgers and the football giants and the return of Judge and everything else, they are going to so quickly forget about the New York Mets even existing. That's going to be a ghost town at City Field. And that is when... Ownership is really going to take notice. It's not so much now when everybody's griping and screaming in the back page of the newspapers, worst half money can buy, meaning the worst first half money can buy, when they can't get basically beat writers to cover their games at City Field in August and it's little paragraphs on page 48. That is when ownership, and that's when front offices, geez, we are this bad that nobody's paying attention. That's when they get concerns. And, that, and, Mets, and the Mets are headed in that direction. That is all there is to it. Listen, uh, you know, in the National League, if you look at where we are as far as, let's try to make a, a paint a rosier picture. I'll try to do that for a second. In the National League, when you look at where you are with the wild card, forget the division, all right? There's 16 games behind. They, the division's gone. I mean, they might make a little run. I, I, you know, they're going to win a couple games eventually, and the Braves will lose a couple. But the Mets are not making up 16 games. So let's, let's slow the division out. Uh, that, that's not going to happen. So that leaves us now where you have, for the wild card teams, you have the three entries. You have the Phillies. You have the Marlins. You have the Giants. And you have the Diamondbacks, and you have uh, the Dodgers. Let's give the Dodgers, let's give the Diamondbacks at the moment, let's give them the division. And let's also say only one team makes the playoffs in the NL Central. So from that standpoint, you have those four teams, uh, you know, for essentially with the, with the Braves in, with the Arizona in, and let's put Cincinnati in just for the hell of it. You got those, you got, uh, let's put the Phillies, the Marlins, the Giants, the Dodgers, Let's put those four teams and they're for three spots. Those four teams. And those four teams right now, if you look at those four teams, I'm going to give you the losses uh, as we start. Phillies have 37 losses. The Giants have 34 losses. The Dodgers have 34 losses. And the Marlins have 34 losses. So you have four teams that are fighting for the three spots. And right now, the odd man out would be Philadelphia. And 40-34 is your magic number. The Mets have 43 losses. So even if you think that the Mets are, you know, have a chance in the National League, we'll eliminate the division, but they have a chance in the NL, think about that for a second. They are nine games behind in the loss column of Florida, San Francisco, and L.A. Forget the Phillies. Florida... Because the Phillies are not in the playoffs themselves. It's not like you're chasing Philadelphia. You're chasing the Marlins. The Marlins, the Giants, and the Phils. With a team that, you know, is basically holding their breath that they get Quintana back. What? Quintana, my God. He's a fifth starter. Five-inning pitcher. He's not a big deal. I mean, they have Scherzer's bounce back. He's pitched a little better. 
Verlander, bad again last night. He's been very iffy. And, you know, you expected it. He had a bad September last year. He was not great. He was hurt in September. He was not great in the postseason. He's 40 years of age. Yes, he won a Cy Young based on his first five months, but he wasn't good late in the year. And so that is no surprise that at $40, $43 million, Verlander is not the pitcher you thought you were maybe getting. Now, it's better than DeGrom, who right now is not going to pitch for the next two years, but Verlander isn't the answer. Scherzer's 39 years of age. Scherzer pitched poorly two years ago in postseason play for L.A. He couldn't answer the bell in a game six at uh, Truest Park. He was obviously bad late in the year for the Mets last year. The game in Atlanta, awful. The game against San Diego, awful in postseason play. Scherzer's still pretty good. But he's not the Scherzer of, say, five, six years ago by any stretch of the imagination. And then everybody else you have in that rotation, whether it's McGill, who you let go, David Peterson, uh uh-uh, Carrasco, no thank you. I don't know where else you're going uh, for other pitchers. And uh, Senga's been very up and down. The guy they spent $80 million on. He throws a million pitches. He lasts five innings. He's very up and down. The Mets starting pitching, who's got a terrible ERA, throwing the idea that I don't think they hit as much as everybody else does. I don't think they're a great offensive team. Alonzo's, you know, big power hitter. And he hits home runs. Knocks, and, and, you know, uh, Lindor's got 50 ribbies. I understand that. But I don't love the men off. And Nimmo's a good player. I don't love the men offense. And I certainly don't love their bullpen. And Buck sometimes does not manage with any sense of urgency, which bothers me. We saw that in the postseason, that one year with Britain, when he left them out there to rot in a, post, in a wild card game against Toronto and lost, a, and lost his postseason opportunity with Jimenez against Encarnacion. And I think Buck, to a fault, looks at the big picture too much. And I think that gets in the way of, of winning ball games. I think sometimes you got to say to yourself and throw caution to the wind and not worry about, well, what's going to happen next week when I wear my lefty reliever out? Nobody cares about the lefty reliever. Win the game today, and then you worry about next week when you get there. And Buck sometimes doesn't have that philosophy. Sunday's the perfect example. He pitched a bunch of lousy relievers in the eighth inning in a rubber game against Philly, something the Mets can't. The Mets don't win rubber games. And he threw that rubber game away because he didn't want to go waste his starting his, his relievers, which cost him a big time. And then against the Cardinals, he let Adavino pitch against the heart of the lineup, not Robertson. And he didn't let Robertson pitch two innings after nine pitches. Well, I got to use him the next day. Don't worry about the next day. Get this game first. Worry about Houston the next day when we get there. The next game, the Mets won 11-1. It didn't make any difference. So he's a little part of it too. And I'm a big Buck fan. But let's be, let's be honest. He hasn't been great this year either. Pitching a Guerrero with a base open. I mean, I can point to a million things. But the bottom line is the Met pitching, poorly handled. They're way too old. And it's a poorly constructed team. And if you think the Mets in 2023 are making a postseason, remember, they're 35 and 43. So let me try my math again, which yesterday left a little, uh, uh, a little to be, you know, it left a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Little to behold, no, a little, uh, uh, a little to be desired because I couldn't figure anything out. 35 and 43, let's try to get them to 90. You figure the Giant, the Dodgers can win 90 games. You figure the Giants have a chance to win 90 games. Philly is, uh, oh, let's say 88 because maybe the Phillies and the Marlins can't win 90 games. Uh, so let's say 88. For the Mets to get to 88, let me try again and see if I can do this right. They got to go 53, 35 plus 53 is 88. And then 
43 losses, 88 and 74. So that's 53 and 29. Is that right? No, I'm wrong again. What is 43 uh, minus 74? Let's see. One, 31. The Mets have to go 53 and 31 to get to 88. 53 and 31 to get to 88. And that's not even getting them to 90. That's getting them to 88. The, the Marlins to get to 88. And I, I should let's do the Phillies. The Phillies to get to 88 got to go 48, 74 minus 37. All right? Let's do my math so I don't screw it up. It's 37. Phillies got to go 48 and 37. Which is more likely? 48, 37 Phils, 53, 31 Mets. And that's just to get to 88. I think the Mets are done. And I'll tell you right now, that owner is going to sell at that deadline. Now, he's not going to trade Scherzer and Verlander. Nobody's going to take their money. But, uh, you know, if you're somebody that is a spare part, a catcher, David Robertson, Marte, uh, 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 obviously Kana. This is me talking. Uh, There's nobody else. That owner, uh, he'd like to get rid of some others. He's not going to be able to do that. Those guys, those are spare parts. They're out. And they should be happy. They get a chance to be on a good team. Robertson's going to be on a good... Here's what I would say. You know what I would say about the Mets? David Robertson, by August 1st, is going to be pitching in some important games. And it's not going to be at City Field. That's what I'd say. Mets think. They're not... They're like the Padres. Again, this is bad news if you are a believer in spending a fortune to win. The teams that have won this year did not spend. Arizona didn't spend. Cincinnati didn't spend. Tampa didn't spend. Miami didn't spend. Even the Giants were shut out of some players. It's how you put your team together, not how much money you spend in the middle of December. The Mets are a mess. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dogs Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.